0: Noble Isle is uh, the forefront cutting-edge science. They're doing things here that the Federation can't or uh, won't, all in the name of pushing the boundaries. Science? I'm coming with you. Who else is ready for shore leave?
1: I like shore leave. (laughs) This isn't shore leave. We're here to fix
0: the ship. Remember? Then it's settled. The away team will venture down to look for parts, while Jankam and I will stay to make repairs. Be careful. When he says cutting edge, he means unregulated. There's a reason Starfleet has laws about scientific experimentation. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. With me finding out that we're both projects of Eric Seung's descendants is Emily Bowen Marlar. Welcome to Strange New Takes. This week we're going to recap the Star Trek Prodigy episode Masquerade.
1: But first, before we do that, I want to encourage you to follow us on social media at Strange New Takes on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about the podcast. Give us a five star rating. We want more people to know about us because, hey, that's fun. Then you have something more to talk with your friends about, right?
0: And as always, please watch the show before you listen to the podcast, unless you're some kind of crazy freak who decides that they would prefer to have listen to us describe an episode before watching it. Maybe you're just like terrified of Star Trek Prodigy and you can't handle the suspense. So you need us to, in our dulcet tones, tell you what happens so that you know exactly what's going to happen on screen. But uh, if you're not like that, watch the show watch the rest of Star Trek because we tend to spoil that stuff too and then come back to our podcast.
1: That's how I get Dietrich to watch Prodigy is I kind of tell him that things are going to be okay. I'm like, don't worry.
0: It's all going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be a little bit more of a challenge when you introduce him to Game of Thrones, right? Like, no, nothing's going to be okay. Everything's going to be bad. Uh, speaking of which, by the way, uh, have you watched the show The Last Kingdom? I have not. It is very unique in its genre that it's mm-hmm. dark ages historical drama and like mm-hmm. action drama okay um and it's based on a novel series and it sticks like somewhat closely to the history like you don't have any egregious problems but it does have that like element of like realism and that characters you're fond of do die sometimes and you know uh very good show excellent it's on netflix very gory so i don't think you might enjoy it very much but uh (laughs) it is it is a very very good show and i just finally finished it yesterday oh nice it's on my mind
1: is it all done like or are there is there another season coming or
0: there's a two-hour movie coming oh okay But it deals with, like, the history in the Dark Ages where the Vikings were in control of part of England. So, they have the Uh Dane law. So, it's, like, the the relationships between the Saxons and the Vikings. Uh Which I feel like there's a bunch of, like, Viking-focused shows from, like, you know, called Vikings. Creative. Uh, (laughs) But this one focuses, I think, a little bit more on, like, the English side of things.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: It is interesting. It's a very good show. It made me cry many times yesterday. Uh, So... Anyway, well, all right. So we're here to talk about the 15th episode of season one of Star Trek Prodigy, Masquerade. It first aired on the 24th of November, 2022. It was written by Nikhil S. Jairam and directed by Sung Shin. And as always, we start with our strange new takes. And Emily, since you're back after a few weeks, I'm going to let you take the first strange new take.
1: Well, my friend sent me um, this tweet the other day that pretty much perfectly sums up what life is like right now. Um, Hello. Young kids back in school are so sick right now. Everyone with a preschooler has an entire household of sleepless viral coughs, not fevers for the past two mm. months without an effing break. So if you know a parent going through this, be kind and gently hit them with your car. <laughs> 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 anyway, that is my strange take on life. Wow. I didn't know a kid could get sick so much in such a short period of time. Oh, no. We are on illness number seven. But he's on the down end. I think I've picked up yeah. something though. I can tell my voice. He's, he's is not getting quite better right. though.
0: He's getting. He better. is. We okay. had to
1: take him to get fluids last week. So. Okay. okay. Anyway, but he's getting better. So he just has this stupid cough that's bad in the morning. It's not so bad during the day though. So. Okay. Anyway, but yeah. So so if you know people with young kids, just be really nice to them right now because it's if their young kids are in school or in daycare, like. Everyone is so sick right now. It's Mm -hmm. really exhausting. So that would be my strange new take for life. And my strange new take for the show would be, um, hmm, what would my strange new take be? Oh, well, you know, so I will say last week, I was a little concerned. We couldn't get Dietrich to watch the whole episode. And Mm -hmm. I think it's because Janeway, uh, Admiral Janeway is a little bit like, hmm, is she the baddie? Like, Like, what's going on? I mean, she's not the baddie, but, but, you know, it's kind of, like, a little worrisome. Like, I don't want my kid to think that Admiral Janeway is someone to be afraid of, right? But this episode is making me feel a little better about things. So, um, anyway, I'm just curious to see uh, how this is all going to play out. Because we aren't quite getting, you know, normally when we're watching Janeway, we have more idea what's going on in her head. But we don't get enough of her on screen to be able to see that and so i'm just trying to piece things together from the little bits we get
0: Mm, okay okay that is interesting i never thought about jenry as kind of being a little scary but she is kind of very grumpy in the sea show yeah yeah she is
1: yeah yeah
0: hmm interesting interesting well uh my strange new take i was gonna talk about the last kingdom i guess and then i did it already so maybe i should just move on to my strange new take in this episode which is that man okona is like very unreliable good lord <laughs> like we should be
1: surprised
0: like he just abandoned a bunch
1: of teenagers like come on man like they're kids. He's reliable in his unreliability
0: <laughs> yes yeah, seriously like bro like they're gonna like they have like a broken ship and Romulans are attacking them, and you're running away. Like, come on, man!
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad. Although I do love when um, when Janeway's like, "Who are these kids <laughs>
0: like, that they're able to escape and and get anyway?" So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, right. Um, well, let's let's drop into talking about this episode a little bit more in depth. First of all, uh, have you been enjoying the series up to this point? We haven't talked to our together yet.
1: I have, I have, and I. Super. I think we maybe did the first episode together, but um, right, 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 right. I have, I loved, loved, loved all the worlds of stage. Totally was with you all and giving it. Well, I mean, I would have given it a five out of five. But, um, and that, but then last week's episode. I wasn't quite so sure about it. I don't know what I would have rated it, but um, mostly because I don't want there to be a generation of kids growing up thinking that Janeway's the bad guy. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm just like, I want, but you know, there. but she had her moments of like, as soon as she realizes they're a kid, she kind of gets mad at the Denobulan dude. Like what the heck you, you left out that really important tidbit that these are kids that Mm -hmm. were showing up at your station. Um, So I think she's starting to maybe gather that, um things are not perhaps as it seems but I know for um like we have to kind of really encourage Dietrich to watch it because I think the fact that Janeway doesn't seem to catch that the diviner is not such a nice guy I think that's stressful <laughs> you know so he's like I, I don't I don't like this so.
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's yeah I mean I, I think like it's um the last episode, I think, was certainly a little bit of filler. And I feel like this episode had some big moments in it, but it mm. still felt a little bit less. Um, there was less pushing the plot forward in this one. Yeah. It was more like revelations rather than right. You know, movement uh, towards a conclusion as such. Yes, for so sure. So a little bit more setup, I guess, especially the, the one at the end. Uh, so our Intrepid kids are getting advised by Akona. Dal is jealous because he's a teenage boy and is like, why am I not perfect? I'm just like an adult and is all moody. And so they stop at a unregulated science station to get repairs done, uh, where the the regulations that Starfleet puts on science don't apply. And Janeway, very helpfully, as they're hollow Janeway, as they're going down to the surface, is like, be careful. Having no regulations on science is bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If it seems too good to be true, it probably is.
0: Yeah, right. Um, And I guess this is uh, an interesting way to introduce the kids to the idea of IRBs, the institutional review boards that uh, (laughs) regulate all research done (laughs) at universities. But uh, (laughs) I was half expecting them to go down and have to deal with the independent IRB or something like that, but they didn't. (laughs) Instead, they went straight to a geneticist.
1: Yeah, that geneticist was something else, huh?
0: Yeah, it was um, very, like, I don't know. I I felt like this idea of a a scientist who can, like, fundamentally change you is a pretty heavy topic. It feels like sometimes for a young adult show.
1: Yeah, we were... Um, when we were watching, you know, she pulls up what Dal is, and I still don't know that I fully trust. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting, what what the reveal about Dal was that he's a what a Soong, part of a Soong experiment or something?
0: So no, with Eric
1: Soong, right, the one from Enterprise era. Yes,
0: it's Eric Soong's descendants, or like uh, I can't remember if it was descendants or like a protege or whatever. Yeah. They, but he's he's one of their creations, basically.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. But so we they were showing Dietrich saw on the screen like all the different types of DNA. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh Vulcan and Klingon. He recognized some of the symbols, oh. and um and he's like, so what does that mean? And so we were play- we happened to be playing with play So I said, well, it means that you know different characteristics from each of the different species were kind of pulled together to create him. I said here, let's take different colors of play So we pulled up all a piece of all the different colors of play-doh and mixed them all up and made we called it a dowel ball and so now we have a little dowel ball of play-doh that's all different colors of play-doh but you can still see the different colors and anyway it's like well you know how i mean how are you going to explain genetics to a four-year-old that was the best i could do
0: (laughs) right right and i feel like you know we as adults we do get the process like it'd be great to like be perfect or whatever Mm -hmm. but we've had to deal with like some of the unsavory aspects of that in terms of our history Uh, and we also know that you know there's a certain amount of like accepting who you are Mm -hmm. which is probably what the the creators wanted to go towards right like they wanted to kind of instill this like you don't need to like you 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 don't need to change who you are you're you're fine just the way you are
1: right right and that's what we were, when we were talking with Dietrich about what he learned from the episode, that was one of the things we're like, you don't need to make big changes to yourself. <laughs> like you're okay mm-hmm. just the way you are. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so it was a little, it, a little, heavy handed with the lesson, I think this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, but I mean, it's a kid's show. So like, exactly. yeah, you can't, you can't expect it to be um, subtle every time. And Dal decides to get himself a little button that allows him to switch between the different racial traits.
1: Uh-huh. So we noticed uh we noticed Klingon, right, and Vulcan mm-hmm. and Andorian because of the antennae. And mm-hmm. then uh Tellerite. Did you notice any other ones that
0: I I think those were the, the main ones that yeah. I saw. And it was kind of interesting that I mean they clearly went with the like you know, obvious. activating <laughs> the genes makes you like behave like that person. You right. know, including like the whole like Vulcan uh, emotionless uh, attitude. Despite the fact that we like, it's a little you know, it, Vulcans learn to do that. They're not like right. given that those traits genetically at first. Right. Right. So a little little wishy washy there, but but he does he does get the little implant.
1: Yes. And he all of a sudden has, like, all this amazing balance and can do all these. Because wasn't he kind of showing off with his um, mm-hmm. kind of balancing on the edge and then using really big words? I can't even remember what one of them was. One of them I them was one of,
0: sagacious.
1: Yeah, the first word he used, I've never used in a sentence before. Sagacious, I think I've used. But the other one, I was like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it was also funny that that was the way that he was, like. Um... I think that's another like one of those like young adult moments where it's like right. the way that he proves his genetic superiority using bigger words. Yeah, ah, <laughs> uh, it's funny. But yeah, I mean, like, I feel like this was a little bit of a return to the annoying Dal that we thought we had left behind yeah. uh, early in season one. You know, which was, I can, I can see why they went there. It's not well, like, yeah.
1: Then I mean teenagers don't overcome that in a day and then they never go back to having those insecurities or having that you know so it's kind of like but you can still see he's he's it's like two steps forward one step back two steps forward one step back is kind of the way i see it because you know he did have that moment at first he wasn't going to listen to the geneticist he was reminding himself of what janeway said whereas before mm-hmm. he would not have even paused like he would have been like oh cool i want to do that um and so you know i feel like there are there are moments and he, I appreciated that at the end, he was honest about why he did it. He was like, You guys mm-hmm. were all paying attention to Okona, and I wanted you to like me better. You know? I mean, he, he was just upfront about it. And mm-hmm. not, teenagers aren't always upfront about how they're feeling. So I just thought, yeah. I thought there were definitely some, he's still showing growth, even though he took a few steps back.
0: That's true. That's true. Hundred percent. I mean, and I mean, there's a little bit of humility still in his failure, rather than it, him like trying to be all like snotty or whatever that like he was yeah. early in the season. So our our intrepid gang are uh, walking around on the space station when they get attacked by Romulans, not just Romulans, Picard style like uh, Tashiar. called?
1: was it? No, wasn't there something else? The Vash, uh the Valnikat. Val Nakot. <laughs> no, of, those are the nuns. No, are those the the, the nuns?
0: this Vash. Yeah, Jat that's
1: what
0: I don't, I, I don't think this was a Jatvash. I think these were oh, just okay. uh, Talshiar. These were just Talshiar, but they were wearing like the outfits that they wore in Picard. Uh-huh. Uh huh. from what I could tell. And uh of course Okona or Okana quickly runs away. And the kids <laughs> are left alone to fight Romulans. <laughs> that
1: seems smart to me.
0: <laughs> I feel like Romulans are a very easy uh, villain for a kids show. Like they look angry. They're yeah. you know they're green and like I feel like they're uh they're uh, they're easy to place as villains based on their uh, attire and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that.
0: So, so then we we have a chase scene where we get into the sky elevator, which I feel like we've had a so so lower decks had a sky elevator recently. Yes, and then Voyager had one. I think in that episode about was it the episode of the Omega particle that they had the sky elevator? I can't remember now. But
1: no, it's it's called is it ascend or something? There's a there's a Voyager episode with the elevator. It's not the Omega particle one though. It's a different one.
0: They're I think they're like stuck on that Mm -hmm. episode or no episode on the elevator. Yeah, and in this one we also get a sky elevator. Except we have dueling elevators now, and Our kids are fighting the Romulans on the elevator.
1: Yes, I liked. I liked that um, uh, Rock Talk keeps getting to use for science, and she recognized that the metal was going to be a conductor for the electricity. So she's like, "Put it away!" <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. So that then the Romulans got you know a little dis- not disintegrated, but disabled because they had all of their metallic guns and such.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of this was, like, I don't know, like, Romulan's getting knocked off the elevators. Like, at least we didn't see them go splat, but, like, they were, not you know, getting killed. Yeah, there are people dying.
1: Yeah. Well, it was that way in the last, was it the last episode? I'm like, uh, there are totally people dying on this episode as the kids are escaping. Like, I mean, they didn't dwell on it, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure there were some non-survivors among that. (laughs) In those little crashes that were happening. but.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's real, right? Like uh the 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 one change I guess that we the first change that we see here is that Murph is now the security officer and has like apparently got unbelievable tactical skills like karate and yeah, all sorts of uh, abilities.
1: Oh yeah, I was watching Murph, I'm like they got to let Murph out. They got to let Murph out. We have to see what Murph can do. <laughs>
0: what's what's your take on like anthropomorphic Murph?
1: You know, I don't know. I thought, I mean, at first it kind of seemed like toddler Murph, right? <laughs> with, mm-hmm.
0: with the
1: phasers, like kind of walking around and shooting at things when they were on the ship. Um, yeah. And I liked the little hamster ball that they put Murph in. I thought that was funny. Um but yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I think it's kind of cool that Murph is the security officer. I feel relief on behalf of Rock Talk because I know they kept wanting to put her in that role because of her size. And she's like, no, I don't want it. And so I think she's really excited that Murph gets to be the
0: security officer now. And she can focus on the science. Like, that's, yes. that's called out in the show for sure. Mm-hmm. Murph also is like able to like distort his body and like become the glass on the elevator yeah. and all this yeah. stuff like it's kind of ridiculous to go from just like a slimy slug to now like fighting character
1: <laughs> although you know Murph was able to do some pretty astounding things before like you know eat the protostar. so yeah. um <laughs> you know so we already knew that Murph had some interesting abilities or
0: <laughs> traits mm-hmm yeah and and again now th- this episode we saw more of like Jen pogg as the the engineer mm-hmm. we have murph as a security officer now rock Talk science um i believe that zero is the uh con of not the con officer the navigator uh, or mm-hmm. navigator and i think gwyn is the con officer and then mm-hmm. uh, also first officer i think as well and mm-hmm. dal is a captain
1: mm-hmm. oh wait who would be tactical is that murph is tactical now
0: (laughs) yeah well murph fired the torpedo in the last episode that's right (laughs) oh Oh, my god it's crazy but then uh we do have uh in this episode they they survive the romulans Mm -hmm. and they're able to get back to the ship and this whole time janeway has fired a a couple of Photon torpedoes over at the Protostar to destroy it Mm -hmm. And is able to like change their trajectory At the last minute when she realizes that the kids Have won
1: Right And then we get that big reveal I don't know if you're wanting to go with that twist yet That happens and you know it's funny So we were watching it and Travis said Oh did you see that shady officer That walked off the bridge Mm -hmm. And I was like oh no I didn't so we rewound it And I was like oh maybe Maybe
0: totally well, shady before we get there though we got to talk about the fact that jellico makes a comeback in this oh, episode i did.
1: I, yes i noticed jellico mm-hmm. i and i was um th- but i was waiting for him to say jellico out but then i and he never did but i mean i recognize the voice anyway and the image but mm-hmm. um i also could see on the bottom of the screen that it said admiral uh jellico at the very like it was reversed but you could see um, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, Jellico is just unlikable in every iteration of Star Trek.
0: It's, in some ways, he's the same kind of character in this mm-hmm. one, right? He's mm-hmm. like basically a um, hard ass for the rules and inflexible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's kind of strange, though, to, to see a four-star admiral get in the face of a three-star admiral like this. yeah and so, yeah
1: so i was trying to figure out so have we ever seen vice admirals before on star trek or is that a new thing for janeway
0: i do i think we have we've seen like the different levels of admirals before okay. um let me look into uh, i'm sure that uh memory alpha will have a comprehensive list of uh vice admirals <laughs> let's see vice admiral yes we've seen many let's put it that way (laughs) over the years okay Owen Paris was a vice admiral oh that's a that's I think a big one
1: I just feel like they don't necessarily they don't usually say vice admiral on screen like they're saying it a lot for Janeway Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but I don't feel like that's something we've heard them say a lot
0: yeah it's usually it's like how lieutenant junior grade is usually lieutenant right Mm -hmm. like so admirals Mm -hmm. regardless of what rank of admiral they Mm -hmm. are they're just gonna go with Yeah,
1: know well so i want to ask about janeway Mm -hmm. so um do you feel like ever since she found out that they were kids that were on the protostar do you think that has cast doubt on whether or not they really were intent on destroying that relay station the communications station where the denobulan was or do you think she you know because like the only information she's had before that would just be the mutterings of um, the diviner. And uh-huh. he certainly doesn't come across as a villain in the interactions that they've had. Um, but anyway, I'm just so, it's kind of like how in the first episode, was it the very first episode of, of Prodigy, where I was trying to determine whether or not the holog- hologram Jane Wake realize that these weren't actual cadets you know like there are yeah. like if it was kind of a you know she just was gonna play along and and go i, I think and-
0: i think if jane we thought that these kids were actual criminals or whatever she would have not detonated that she wouldn't have diverted the torpedoes right like she would mm-hmm. have so i think there's a recognition here that she's dealing with something a little different mm-hmm. uh, i want
1: th- i want it to be that way because i think jane way is a complex character and i don't want her to be turned into just a you know what I mean, like yeah. a two-dimensional character because it's a kids show.
0: No, I th- I think she gets it. I think she's all, she's kind of torn in between um, two places where I think she she is trying to be empathetic and compassionate, but she also cares very much about Chakotay and wants to like mm-hmm. find him before it's too late. So I think there's that sense of urgency there as well. Right,
1: and then she can stop being so grumpy.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> She's very no Chaco- grumpy.
1: No Chakotay makes for a grumpy Janeway.
0: Yeah, and it's it's so funny because the hollow Janeway is portrayed so differently and without uh-huh. any of that grumpiness. Uh huh. And like literally, you see. I mean i think I think this is definitely being played up because you know we we see her not drinking coffee. she's drinking tea. Mm-hmm. and so i think I think it is very much an intentional choice to make her this grumpy. I don't think it's like a you know I, I think this is something that's coming through from the script. It's not something that's just a choice by the actor or anything right. like that, you know,
1: well, maybe they're like, she maybe Janeway said, I will never drink coffee again until I find Jakote. <laughs> All right. So that's kind of her. She's trying to, you know, I, I'll give up coffee as long as you give me Chicote back.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I, yeah, it's like, I wonder if she is going to figure out what's going on. Why they can't dock and try to intercept them and talk mm-hmm. in person next time again.
1: When I keep wondering, why don't they... Oh, well, you know what? I'm also not a kid, so maybe kids just don't think through these things. But there are so many times where I was like, wow, y'all could have fixed this really easily because you were all down on the ground with her and could have just like, you know. well, and it's like mm-hmm. Rock Talk says that you didn't tell her that we could, you know, that we have a weapon on the ship. But um, it's like, like, surely they can think of ways that they can get this message to Janeway without using communications from the ship, you know, but
0: yeah i think I think it'd be hard for you know a kid to figure out how to do that maybe that's what's coming up right like they yeah. they put their heads together but it's like anything that they use unless it's like a written note is gonna trans anything electronic is gonna transmit mm-hmm. the living construct so it's um it, it's it's gonna be interesting to see if they if that's the direction they take it's like they they bump into each other again at some point and talk in person or but Let's get to the twist cuz I think this will also influence things now. Yeah. The 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 diviner now has has an ally on board the Dauntless cuz another uh Vaunard was sent back. And she literally says, "Do you think you were the only one sent back?" And and she has another dreadnought.
1: Yes. I saw that um that jimmy simpson is still in the credits so i was like oh does that mean that we're gonna have dreadnought come back or but yeah
0: dreadnought is uh like the term it's literally the terminator
1: yeah well as i say tons of copies you can't destroy dreadnought because it's a program right so right just like because we know that they had dreadnought was being uh built on the prodigy on the prodigy on the protostar um back when uh whatever, first half of the season with with through the um the ship replicator thing or whatever they called that that bay, the ship rep- where they could make the, Yeah, yeah. Scratch. They could they could
0: send the program over and then right. the, the, the it would construct a rudimentary dreadnought.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and and we also see that Asencia slash whatever the name of this person is, uh, but it was in Asencia while she's playing a trill has the little genetic thing. Yeah, I think that, I mean, was, that was that was kind of slick how they like introduced yeah. the genetic modulator with Dal early in the yep. episode and then revealed that that's the way she's been pretending to be a trill.
1: Right, right. Because then you're like, aha.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll give away something. Uh, I actually knew that this was coming.
1: Oh, Uh, how did you know?
0: Because last year, they posted some um, casting notices, which gave away this twist.
1: Oh, about... Is it Jamila?
0: Jamila's character. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so... I had actually read it. I knew when she showed up as trying to take care of the Diviner a few episodes ago that this was going to happen. I tried to like mm-hmm. gently hint at that in the podcast with Adam. I was like, hey, what what do you think about this ensign, huh? But I didn't want to spoil it for him. So yeah. I didn't. But yeah, it's and if you look back, it's kind of funny how they've been lingering on her or just a little too much for a background mm-hmm. character every now and then. Mm-hmm. She's also had the same um, face shape. As Gwyn oh so so there there have been very strong hints at this mm-hmm. uh that there's something weird going on here, yeah, like she's the one who knows like, oh, he's got this fluid in his tubes. Let's use that to wake him up Hmm. or just like, how do you know this? yeah, um, now, so, do you
1: think the diviner
0: mm-hmm.
1: so do you think the diviner has always had his memories and he's just trying to play Jane way, or do you think he's still? <laughs> I you think he that. doesn't quite know what's happening?
0: I think, I think he doesn't quite know what's happening. I think he's okay. got a... Um, his memory is still patchy and broken. I think that's mm-hmm. why this other character reveals herself. Because she can see that the Diviner isn't going to be powerful enough to take care of it himself. Okay. Because, um, yeah, I, I was wondering a few episodes ago whether he was just pretending. But it doesn't seem like it. I think he remembers something, but not everything.
1: So don't they realize that if they change the past, that that's going to like screw things up for their, like Gwen will never be, you know what I mean? Like there are just things that I'm like, are they thinking? Look, this look, time? look,
0: we, we can talk about Star Trek 2009 another time. okay? <laughs> um, how about that? Yeah, no, I think, I think, um, I think the characters need a new Star Trek universe to do even more reboots. So they're having this change <laughs> so that we have another fork in the timeline. um yeah i i think this is this is one of those things where they are so blinded by hate Mm -hmm. that it's it's you know much like nero in star trek 2009 they're not thinking through the consequences as such and i think it's very much just like we need to take care of things for ourselves consequences be damned Mm mm-hmm which I mean, again, like you know, it's it's like what that one famous Jane quote from Voyage, George. I'm going to paraphrase as, "Don't think too hard about time travel. It always gives me a headache if I do." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. I think you just have to let it go a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but. I am a little I have mixed feelings about the return of Dreadnought. The twist was cool, but like I was kinda happy leaving in fact I saw I watched the credits uh-huh. as I do every time and I was I saw Dreadnought show up in the credits. So I was like, oh that's a little dated. Why is there a dreadnought in the credits still? Like he's dead, and then <laughs> lo and behold, this episode yep. is right back. And so yep. I don't know. I'm a little like over Dreadnought personally, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah,
1: I I would agree. I'm I'm over the diviner too, but you know. <laughs>
0: One thing I'll say about this show, every time I'm not, like, excited about something, this show's quality and the writing in particular has been so good that I'm willing to give the writers a bunch of leeway Yeah. in, like, exceeding my expectations. And even, I mean, every TV show has things that, like, you know, one or two fans don't like or whatever. For sure. So I just want to say, like, generally loving the quality of this show. So even when they make little things like this that I'm like, "Uh, I don't know if I want this totally fine uh i'm I'm still very much enjoying the overall arc. yes, I agree. uh that's I mean pretty much it for the episode. anything else yeah. that you wanted to to share about masquerade before we give it a rating?
1: you know, let me look because I feel like I had put something in a message to myself that I wanted to remember, but okay. I don't remember what it was. Oh no, I just thought it was hilarious when they were talking about gelatinous (laughs) putrazine. I can, oh, is that what he was trying to transport, maybe? Um, Okona yep. was transporting gelatinous putrazine. I'm like, that's nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I no, I don't know what that stuff is. I don't want anything to do with it. Don't want to get it on my shoes. Uh, no, no. Is that yeah.
1: what was coming out of, um, what was coming out of Dal when he had that, that blue yeah, slime that was just exactly. coming out of
0: his body? So <laughs> Romulans slipped on and we had like slapstick Romulans this yeah. episode. Yeah, pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Goodness. All right, let's give Masquerade a strange new rating. Emily, do you want to stick your neck out or should I?
1: Um, I think that I will give this show or this episode. Let me think. I... I think I'm gonna give it a I'll give it a four out of five. I really <laughs> like Prodigy. Like generally it's just yeah. super enjoyable and I, I tend to like all of the episodes and it does seem to be pushing us a little bit more forward. I like. I felt like they gave Janeway a little more nuance in this episode. So mm-hmm. I liked that. That kind of fixed some of the things that I was a little worried about last episode. Um, and I you know, I just love rock talk and her science. I think it's awesome and the Murph thing was fun. You know, I, I know that's a yeah. super fun thing for kids. So I liked that too. And I like that Dahl was honest about why he did what he did um, at the end. Right. And they could all just say, no, we like you. Like, like you don't need to, you don't need to be in competition with anyone else. We just like you.
0: So. Absolutely. I, I, I'm going to go with a seven out of 10. Which is my kind of like good but not great rating. Like, I think eight, nine, and 10 are the episodes where I'm like, wow, that was really something. And this one wasn't quite there, but it wasn't bad at all. Like, I don't think anything that was objectionable for me. A little heavy handed on the lesson, but (laughs) that's the way it goes. Uh, Still some fun action sequences, some fun slapstick comedy. Uh, and, and, and again, like you were saying, they added some complexity to Janeway. Also, uh, David Diggs was recognizably David Diggs as the Andorian in this episode. Oh, yeah. So I, I really en- thoroughly enjoyed that as well, although we didn't get Jason Alexander. So, too bad. Yeah, huh? that is too
1: bad. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Well, Emily, thanks for talking about this episode with me. Really appreciate yeah. it. It's Thanksgiving week. So, we all had busy things to do this weekend. So, the yeah, fact that you fun. made some time to talk Star Trek, really appreciate it.
1: No problem. It was fun. Thanks, Notch.
0: Yeah, and thank you, Adam, Bill, and Rudy. I'm assured by good information that Bill will be out next weekend, but we'll be back after that. So soon, hopefully, we'll get some more... uh, dulcet bill tones on this episode um, thank you to your listener for making time for us in your week as well thank you Jishnu Guha for recording our theme music we always appreciate you uh, strumming away on the on the guitar uh, and also special thanks this week to the talshiar who may you know everyone likes some good Romulans coming around and attacking children so like <laughs> when, I, when I think of Star Trek it's like yep Romulans attacking kids That's why I watch Star Trek. So special thanks to them. All right, everybody. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye.